Welcome to Make the Christian Podcast. I'm here with Coralie. Um, and welcome, Coralie. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> um, so tell us, first of all, how did you become a Christian? Oh, actually, I think I've been a Christian all my life. I was brought up in, raised in a Christian home, going to church two times every Sunday, every week. And I think I've just always been a child of God. But there are three, and I think I'm actually continually becoming a Christian every day. It's not something I think I did and that's it. I feel like I'm constantly coming to a place of surrender and rededicating my life to the Lord. But there are three really um, major milestones that I do recognise. One was when I was um, 11 years old in one of the evening services at the church and there was that call to... um, called to surrender at the end of the service and I just really felt the power of the Holy Spirit touch my heart as a young child and from there I was baptised. Then I had a lot of time in the wilderness and and in my 30s I just remember specifically I was driving on a country road on my own and the Holy Spirit was just really tugging on my heart again to just pull over, stop the car and rededicate my, my life to the Lord out in the middle of nowhere on my own. Um, and then again, um, later in life, about another 20 years later, um, after hardship in my life, again, I just felt that real pull of the Holy Spirit to come back to him and surrender my life um, anew. So, and at that point, after that third commitment, there was also what I believe a baptism of the Holy Spirit, which I had not really experienced before. So, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, if, you, if you're yeah. happy to. Yeah. Um, So I realised that for some reason I wasn't sticking, staying the course in my faith. Um, And I just, I came, as I got older, I came to realise it was, I was missing um, the intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Um, And so I just was hungry for that. And after that third um, dedication back to the Lord I was just like I want to know you God I want to know you I want to hear you like it's my mother's voice in my ear I want to know that I know that I know you and that you know me you know I just was hungry for that so I just uh, went to meetings where I knew you know I heard that the Holy Spirit was there in those meetings alive and I was brought up in um yeah probably not in charismatic um circles so probably very religious teaching yeah, so I just was really hungry to get to know him. And then um, one gathering, a guy just said to me, I think you need to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, but I am, I was baptised and I believe, you know, but I didn't know, something happened that night, I was willing to just let him do what he felt needed to be done, which was a prayer, and I started speaking in tongues that night. And I just thought, oh, okay, yeah, something happened, yeah. And I had a few, I've had a few along the way, um, a few experiences of being slain in the spirit, which as well for me before. When you say that, yeah. some people not, might not know what you mean. What, yeah. what do you mean by that? Uh, it's, um, well, for me, the experience was just, it's just like uh, collapsing. Um, it's just like your, your, my weight, I just went down like a bag of potatoes, mm-hmm. a sack of potatoes, just all my weight, just my legs went to jelly and I just collapsed to the floor. Um, one occasion just sort of um, blacked, not blacked out, I guess. I just felt like I lost all consciousness just momentarily. Yeah. Um, 
I was always skeptical about those sort of things, thinking that it would happen. You know, always seemed to happen in these big um, con- convention type meetings where there's a lot of hype and right. um, emotion charged. You know, and people being pushed over. That was mm. my attitude, until I had this experience, and my first experience was in a very small gathering with a little old lady, very gentle. She was the lady that was teaching that day. And um, it was just a ladies' meeting. It was very gentle. There was no hype. And she just asked people to come forward for prayer if they wanted to at the end of the meeting. And I felt nudged by the Spirit to go forward, but I didn't really know what I was going forward for. And I was standing up there, and there was a queue of us, and I was the first one that she was going to pray for. And she said to me, what would you like prayer for? And I just, out, out of me came the word belief. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know that was what I was going up for, but I think that was a gift that God gave me that day. And I said to her, belief. And she just raised her hand towards me. She didn't even touch me. <laughs> and she said, I'm going to need a catcher. And, that's, and I just went down heavy, just went straight down. Yeah. And it was peaceful and it was lovely. And I thought, okay, there was nothing hypey about that. That was a touch from God. Yeah. And I've had a few more of those experiences along the way. And tell us about another Christian who's influenced you positively. Um, okay. Uh, well, my mother, my mum is, um, my mum is so steadfast and faithful and Jesus is definitely her best friend. She lost her mother when she was seven years old um, and she's just always relied on Jesus as her comfort and her friend from that age. She's really known him in a personal way. And she lives such a um, humble life, full of grace. She's just so graced. She's just a blessing. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. So yeah, my mum, <laughs> fountain of love. She has a fountain of love. Yeah. Mm. What are some particular books, chapters, or verses in the Bible that have been especially important for you? Um. Well. That's a big question, but I'll just go straight to um, when I did come back to the Lord that third time after being 20 years in the wilderness, um, there were a lot of, I had a lot of anxieties and a lot of oppression and depression that I was dealing with at that time. And I felt um, that the Holy Spirit prompted me to memorize five passages of scripture and it was quite supernatural how that happened. I just memorized them within a day or two, just right. sunk into my soul and my heart. And they were and they were, I call them my spiritual warfare for my for setting free my mind. And then my spirit my scripture meditation. Um, so do you like read these like, well, at that, often before you read other stuff? Is that what well, you... at that time in my life, instead of my husband saying, you need to go and get medication, you need to go see a psych, but I felt God saying, this is your medication. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I've, I've written them in the front of my Bible. So the first one is Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean on your understanding. We all know that. Micah 6, 8. Um, seek justice, love mercy. Uh, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, the armour of God. Galatians 5, 22 to 26 talks about, um, you know, the fruits, fruits of the Spirit, our old way of life is no longer. Have you got them to actually read out? I do, if I've got yeah, time go, to go do on. that. Yeah, and yeah, the last one yeah. is Philippians 4, 4 to 8, which is that um, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, so in the front of my Bible, I wrote, the Holy Spirit inspired me to learn these scriptures. They were my effective weapon for taking captive my thoughts and healing my emotional wounds. 
I memorised these supernaturally within two days. I repeated them in the morning, in transit, at lunchtime and going to sleep. I mean, I just remember being at work and waiting for the bus to come after work and standing at the bus stop, you know, repeating these scriptures. It just was like, yeah, it was like my daily medication. Uh-huh. You want me to read them yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, read them out. Because, okay. you know, for some people they're probably not that familiar. Okay. So, Proverbs 3, 5 to 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. I mean, there's a lot in that, isn't there? There's a lot of discipline to do those things, yeah. to actually trust in the Lord, you know, to submit to him all your ways. So, and promises. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of promises. Um, bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones, you know. So, um, Proverbs. Okay, so Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk, walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, humility, you know, so I, I had to dig into what do these words mean? Because I'd been off in the uh, wilderness for such a long time. And I think we've forgotten what... Most of us don't know what humility is <laughs> in this day and age. Um, what was the next one? Ephesians. Galatians. Okay, so um, Galatians five twenty-two through to twenty-six. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. (laughs) Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit and let us no longer be conceited, provoking and envying each other. I think that keeping in step with the Spirit, I mean, all of them, there's just so much in all of these scriptures and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it Philippians? Yeah, oh, Philippians. Ephesians. Ephesians, the armour of God. So this is the fourth one. Um, the armour of God. So it's Ephesians 6, 10 through to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities and against the powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the armour of God so that when the evil day comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted in the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, 
and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And then Philippians 4, 4 to 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So that was my medication, yeah, for um, anxiety and depression and those things. It's been amazing. Mm. Tell us about how you pray and the role it plays in your life. Oh, wow, prayer. Um, prayer is probably... Prayer and reading the word is probably my number one um, goals to do regularly. Um, prayer, I'm finding this a hard one to answer because um, that was when I, when I finally came back to the Lord that last time, um, that was probably the topic on my mind, apart from um, wanting to know the Holy Spirit more and, and its power in my life. Um, prayer like what is the meaning of prayer what's the purpose of prayer how do you pray you know I just got books and books and books on the topic um, but today I find myself um, I, I feel like I'm constantly in prayer um, <laughs> you know uh, and it turns what prayer does is it turns a menial task into something very important so um, I can find I'll be ironing my husband's work shirts which I hate but the minute I start praying, I forget what I'm doing and I'm yeah. praying. And you talked about praying in tongues. Like, yeah. What, what role does that play? Yeah, that's interesting because I find for me the praying in tongues, um, it really edifies. It really edifies, um, builds, builds me up. Um, it strengthens my spirit. Also, there are times when I want to pray, but I don't know what to pray. And so... I'll pray in tongues, and sometimes I have no idea I'll, I will just be praying in the Spirit. Other times, as I'm praying in the Spirit, my mind, I believe, is awakened to what it is that I'm praying for or who I'm praying for. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, uh, praying in tongues has a lot of different um, roles for me. Uh, yeah, Well, not a lot, but that's three in particular, yeah. And I really enjoy to speak in tongues. When I first started speaking in tongues, um, after a while, I thought, oh, maybe this is just being lazy. Like, <laughs> maybe this is just a cop out because I can't find the right words. Um, and I stopped praying in tongues for a while. And I just found, uh, yeah, I missed it. And I found that it is valuable to, to carry on with praying in tongues. Yeah. Tell us, maybe you've answered this, but I'll ask it and we'll see. Um, tell us about a turning point in your life as a Christian or a moment or period where God changed you or worked in you. Yeah, I have, there are many. <laughs> um, 
I think that whole belief thing, I think, and that's what I needed, I needed to go through that to get, to hang on to my faith and walk, walk in my faith and for it to become real. So when I first came back to the Lord, um, that last time in, later in life, I'd been 20 years wandering around out in the wilderness, so coming back, there were a lot of things that God had to do to change me and to um, transform me. Um, you know, it's actually the really small, intimate things that touch me the most, to be honest, things that might seem in, insignificant to other people. But that's why it touches me, because God Almighty cares enough to reach down to each individual for their individual needs. And, um, yeah, so I guess um, learning that intimacy with God is one of the things that's really changed me, and his, the lengths that he goes to when we... When we are hungry and ready for him, the lengths that he goes to, to let us know that he's listening and that he cares. Um, I, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, the very first time that I felt like God the Father connected with my spirit, you know, I was, I was uh, at work and it was my lunch break and I went down to the Wesley Church in the city just to seek God and to pray actually for my sister. And... Um, in that time, I just felt it's just that supernatural spiritual awakening, I think. It was just the first time I felt like God the Father spoke to me, into my spirit. Just like, I see you, you're my daughter, I love you. It was a really amazing experience. Um, and then I felt like he went on to talk about my sister and my niece to me and how important they are to him. Um, and then there's another time when my I have a younger son who struggle, has struggled with drug addictions and he had gone down to a re rehabilitation centre and he'd been down there for um, about six months and I hadn't been able to see him and I was really missing him, really pining. Mm. And again, it was a lunch break and I'd gone out to a park to have my lunch and at this particular park, um, at the top of the hill of the park, if you like, there's a restaurant with a balcony. And... Um, so I was sitting in the park having my lunch, having these, like, really missing my son, in, you know, moment. And as I was eating my lunch, this violin started playing on the balcony at the restaurant. And I had my lunch there all the time. There was never ever any violins there before. And there was never any again. It was just that one particular day and it had been there. They were only there for 10 minutes coming to do a little session um, for the restaurant owner. But the intimate part about that was... At that particular time, my son had just started learning to play the violin down in rehab. So what that immediately did was connect me with my son. I just was, I just heard violins coming out of heaven, you know, from behind me. I turned around, these guys. But, so it connected me with my son, but also connected me with the Lord. I just felt like the Lord saying, I hear you, I know that you're missing him, and I'm with you and I'm with him. And... Then the next, the next Wednesday, um, a couple of days later, I went into the chapel again. And that particular, that was my first time on a Wednesday where I bumped into this group called Perth Prayer that meet there every week. And um, at that, my first time at the Perth Prayer on a Wednesday, there was a guy giving his testimony and it was the same man that gave, he had been down in um, where my son was and had spoken to the, student, the addicts down, down where he is in rehab. My son had been telling me about this man. And then, you know, lo and behold, here he is that same week in Perth giving his testimony. I, and I was just like, oh, this is the same guy. Like, God was just really on my case saying, look, I'm with your son, I'm with you, I know what's going on. 
trust me in this. So they're the, I don't know, they're, they're the things that really blow my mind in my faith. Not the big, not, I mean, the big things do too, but the really personal stuff. I just, yeah. <laughs> um, how's your daily life been changed because of your Christianity? Oh, um, I think the main thing is, I mean, it's been changed radically. And the main thing is I don't plan as much. I used to be a real planner and, you know, have social events organised and um, and working full-time. Um, yeah, these days I'm a lot more relaxed and tend to just allow the, my life to unfold more, yeah, and, um, and trust that God is going to direct my paths as I dedicate my days to him. And so it's quite exciting because I never really know what's going to be in a week, yeah. So, and, and, and making myself available for him to be able to do that. So I lost my job and um, a couple of years ago. So I've been radically available because I'm unemployed. But at just the right time when I've needed work, work pops up, you know, and, and then it goes. And, and you see God's timing in all of these things when you allow him to work like that. Yeah, it's been amazing. What do you um, enjoy most about being a Christian? Again, maybe give answers that, but yeah, I just I enjoy my my personal relationship with the Lord. You know, just that intimacy of um, you're never lonely and you're never bored. Well, you don't need to be. You know, if you um, can tap into, I just find that Jesus is my best entertainment and my best medication. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. What's the thing I like the best about it, did you say? Yeah, I mean, you probably have answered that. Yeah, um, I just love the lifestyle that it, it um, gives. It's I feel um, content, mm-hmm. um, content with who I am because it's not about me anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the focus has changed. And when I forget about that, I realize, then my life becomes a struggle and hard again. But when I have Jesus in the right place, life is just a pleasure, you know, and content. Like I said, no matter what I'm doing, any any task can be turned into a, a joy or meaningful just through worship and prayer, praise and worship and prayer. And what do you find most difficult about being Christian? Um, it, I find the hardest thing is family for me, as in my own children and my husband, because I married and had my children and raised them in those wilderness years. So... Um, they are a bit, they uh, are a different person to what they used to because I have been transformed. And so we live in uh, different kingdoms. So it has its challenges, yeah. And that's probably the, it's, and, and it's, it's being misunderstood, but I'm okay, I'm okay with that being misunderstood. But um, yeah, the, the challenges of being prepared to stand up and be different and do do different things. Everyone else is off doing something and, and you're like, oh, I don't want to participate in that, I'm going to be doing this. Um, yes, yeah, so I think that's the hardest thing. And the second last question now, tell us about your present life as a Christian, the season that you're in now. Uh, yeah, I feel like um, I'm in a season of growth, um, of being obedient um, to what Christ wants to do through me. So um, a lot of, uh, someone called it um, negative uh, 
reverse pride where, you know, you're sort of that sort of, oh, I couldn't possibly do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think God's just taking me um, gently into new um, levels of um, trusting him and obeying, obeying him, listening and obeying, yeah. So they're not big things, that, but they're just, he knows that they're things that I find difficult, but, and, um, yeah, so I just feel like I'm in a season of growth, yeah, at the moment. And last question is, what are you called to do as a Christian? And you can be as general or as specific as you prefer. Okay. Um, I know I'm called to a life of prayer. Because not I, because I do um, benefit from prayer, but also um, I feel I'm a prayer warrior. I do um, enjoy to fast and pray when I'm led there by the Spirit. Once I get into the groove, um, I do love to come together with God's people and pray. Um, and I do like to pray on my own. I like to pray in tongues. So I know I'm called to a life of prayer. Um, I know I'm called to love. I know I'm called to um, help restore families, relationships. Um, they're some of the things I feel called to do, yeah. Yeah. And to encourage the saints. That's what I love to encourage the saints as well, yeah. Come together and praise and worship. I'm born to worship as well, worship him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you very, very much, Coralie. And... Um... That's it. Thanks heaps. Thanks, Peter. I hope I haven't rambled too much. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all.